Welcome to the Trailblazers podcast. I'm Nicole, your host, and I help you make money as a brand new coach. In less than one year, I became a full-time coach with no certifications, sales experience, or a massive following on social media. Now, I help coaches like you do the same. I teach you how to build the coaching business of your dream while making lots of money, even as a brand new coach. In my program, Coaches Accelerated, I teach coaches from all niches how to sell and market their coaching organically and simply with my proven three-part process. If you're feeling lost, unsure, or overwhelmed, and you've tried everything you can possibly think of to get your business off the ground and clients still aren't coming, listen on to learn how to make money as a coach today. Hello, coaches. All right. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about entitlement. And first and foremost, I want to start this episode by talking about what inspired me because I think it's really amusing. So if you've been following me on Instagram, you'll see that I have been talking a little bit about F1 and how I've just recently gotten into watching it. This is something that's completely foreign and kind of like out of the blue for me as a person uh, because F1 or just like spectating any sport if you know me that's just not my thing I've always wanted to get into spectating something because I think it's really great to be able to like have a team or have a person an athlete that you follow um, and I just love the energy around spectating but I've just never gotten into any of that right But recently, I came across Netflix's show on F1, and some of my friends are like literally diehard fans of F1. And so I've had a little bit of exposure, and then I started watching it, and I became hooked very, very quickly. Um, Hence, you know, why I am telling you guys this. And it actually inspired this episode. Because what I've learned watching F1 is that there is a lot of preparation that goes into performing well on the day of a race. There's a lot of preparation that the driver has to do in terms of their fitness level, getting their weight down, um, making sure that their reflexes and their reaction time is fast, driving, doing simulations, like There is so much work that goes into the driver's preparation. And then there's also like even more work put into preparing the car itself. And so there are entire teams of highly skilled engineers, highly skilled um, business people that literally build this car from scratch and engineer it to be the, um, the best that it can be to perform, right? And... They go to work all year round before the um, the races begin and they do their best to not only build this car really, really well so that it performs, but they also have to work at getting sponsorship or getting financing to be able to um, to fund the car or to fund their their team basically because f1 is not a cheap sport it is very 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 expensive right and there's a lot of money that goes into it and so the teams with the higher funding the teams who are winning a lot tend to have the better resources the better manpower and just like better um equipment parts and all of that to build their cars and so the chances of performing at a higher level are going to be better as well not only that they get to have the funds to sponsor or to um contract drivers who are also better skilled and um you know let's look at mercedes and um i don't want to go too deep into it but they have like six time world champion lewis hamilton on their contract and he's been driving with them um and he's able they're able to pay him to be one of their drivers you get two drivers on your team and I can imagine he is not very uh cheap (laughs) to contract he's probably got a big price behind his name right because he is an incredible driver 
And so I say all of this because today's episode on entitlement is all about like what we think preparation or you know the all of the practice all of the hard work we put into building our businesses for success i want to talk about how a lot of us feel entitled to certain results um to certain sales to having six figures or being able to sign clients consistently in a certain number of months or after making certain number of offers like we have a lot of these narratives floating around in the coaching space about how we should have xyz result if we are doing abc things and i'm not going to discredit that from being true i'm just going to put it out there that i believe that just like in f1 you could spend a lot of time and money on all of these things and still have mishaps happen on race day right so in f1 right as i told you there's so much preparation that goes on all year round so much money right but the moment the race starts all you have to do is literally like let time tell and and then see what happens right just like trust that what you've built will carry the team trust that the driver knows what they're doing and has put in the training and the practice to do well but even then everything is still 50 50 because sometimes on the first lap not even in the first corner there will be a crash or the engine will just explode of nowhere right or some will somebody will lose control and ram into you you could be doing everything right and still not see the result that you want because your business is not a math formula. Your business is not just about doing a certain thing X amount of times and then you get a guaranteed result. Every person's journey and every person's result is different. And that's why I really like feel strongly about coaching my clients and working with my students on on these types of concepts entitlement is what i see so many coaches having and that is what's getting in their way for being able to make money in their business right because they have the strategies they will invest in the coaching they will um you you guys will do everything right under the sun because people are telling you you need to do this to be successful but what you don't have and it's the cause of why no matter how many programs you get, no matter how, how many strategies you try, it still doesn't work, it still doesn't feel right, you're still not getting clients, is because your mindset hasn't changed. And if your mindset is that you feel entitled to a certain result because you've done a certain thing and you're treating it like a math formula, then of course you're going to feel frustrated and from that frustration you're going to naturally tell yourself it's not working and you can't be successful and that's where the cycle of of burnout of self-doubt of never being able to figure it out that's where it begins and it continues to loop and for a lot of coaches unfortunately this is where you guys tend to drop off right that's where you tend to stop believing you stop showing up you go back to your to another job you you like relinquish the the vision that you had because you just are so unclear and unconfident all because you felt entitled so i want to help you guys in this episode to stop feeling entitled and where to identify where you may be feeling entitled um and it's really subtle as well a lot of the these things i'm going to talk to you guys about you probably didn't think you were doing or you um you believe that you didn't have this but i'm going to tell you where it might be showing up for you and how it might be getting in the way of you making money in your coaching business okay so i'm going to go straight into it but i also want to say there's a lot of you guys in my dms especially after a lot of my recent episodes where i've been really getting into the nitty-gritty of marketing and conversions and selling on your consults like you guys have been dming me and these episodes have been mega valuable for you so please keep them coming um, a lot of amazing conversations have played out in my dm over the last few weeks because of you guys messaging through with your thoughts about some of the concepts you're hearing me teach on on this podcast 
and it's an incredible space for us to get to know each other and for me to continue serving you guys with the content that is actually going to be helpful for you. So let me know if these episodes are helpful for you and what else you want to learn from me, okay? All right, so let's get into it. You are not entitled to results. Firstly, before I go into some of the things that you guys feel entitled to and really helping you get clear on that, I want to talk to you about entitlement as a concept, right? Because entitlement is a word that we don't hear too often, but the simplest way I want to put it for you guys is that it's like you feel like you have a right to something, right? And feeling like you have a right to anything can sometimes work for you but in the examples I'm going to give you today in this episode I'm going to walk you through where that gets dangerous and unhelpful for your coaching business when you walk around in your business as a new entrepreneur as a person who's learning the skill set of selling coaching or creating content that connects with your people right? When you're learning these skill sets for the first time, but you're walking around feeling entitled to, for it to work for you, what ends up happening, and I see this so much for my clients, is you will like go to work on like say a content post and you'll spend hours and hours on creating the content post. And then you're like, even when you post it, you don't believe it's working. You don't believe that people can see the value you don't believe that it's helping anybody you don't believe that anybody even sees you right and all of this is actually coming from entitlement right because you feel entitled to people having to like what you put put out you feel entitled that because you put x amount of hours in this this needs to be valuable for somebody or for some of you guys it's like every time you talk about your offer You put so much pressure on how you say it because it's coming from a place of when I make this offer, it better get me a client. These aren't things that you're saying out loud, but they're definitely the things that are happening in the back of your mind, right? And how many times have I said to you guys that the things that happen happen in our mind, whether we're conscious or not of them, are truly the things that are driving our results. And so when you're creating content and it's feeling hard for you, And it's feeling like, you know, nobody sees you or nobody trusts you. I just want you to like check your brain and ask yourself where you might be coming from a place of entitlement that this needs to create a certain result or else. Because that's a lot of pressure. It's a high pressure environment for somebody who is learning a new skill and practicing something for the first time. It's kind of like learning how to ride a bike or learning how to roll a blade. It is inevitable that you are going to fall a few times. It's inevitable that you're going to have to learn through literally like practicing for hours and hours, weekend after weekend. Now, in the off, in the chance that you manage to pick it up the first time you ride your bike, you're not going to get skilled or master it right? Until you are doing it consistently and over and over again. So entitlement comes from this place of like, it has to happen now, right? Because it's unwilling to put in the effort or unwilling to fail to get to learning, to get to mastery, right? And you can probably see that these just are not helpful things because in entrepreneurship, in business, especially when you are wanting to be your own boss and when you are the CEO and you have to make decisions for your business, you need to get really good at the skill of trusting yourself to do something and being okay with it not working out the way you thought. And the people who who don't trust themselves, the people who aren't able to believe that they're capable of making decisions, the people who aren't willing to fail are the ones who never take action. They're the ones who never invest. They're the ones who never upskill. They're the ones who keep making excuses for why they can't be successful. And if you're listening to this and you have invested in coaching before, or you have, you know, taken the first step to starting your coaching business, I 
I think it's safe to say that you have that ability to believe in yourself. And now when it comes to like growing your business, so you've started your business, now it comes to growing it. I want to offer that the skill that you probably need to learn is just the ability to try something over and over again and to get better at it with time and practice. And to just release the pressure you put around yourself to for it to work straight away. Because if it does, amazing, right? But even if it does quickly, what you want is for for your own learning to happen, right? Think of like the person who does like a hundred sales calls, right? Versus a person who does 10 sales calls. The person who does 10 sales calls, calls and closes all 10 sales calls will have probably made more money, right? But compare it to the person who's done 100 sales calls and maybe only closes 50% of those calls. Oh, let's say that's a bad example. Let's say you close only 10% of those calls, right? The person who closes 10 calls out of 100 attempts will be more skilled. Now, they will have had to have put in more time, energy, and, and work into doing 100 sales calls, but their mastery and their ability to create a result and to do certain actions and know that it will work is going to be a lot better than the person who did 10 sales calls and closed all 10. And the difference being that one of them gave themselves the time, the room, and the space, and the attempts to get better at the skill. Now, you may make the same amount of money, like 10, 10 clients in, you've both signed 10 clients. Which one will get the most value for your business? It's going to be the person who did 100 because that person will have learned how to sell better. That person would have learned how to write amazing copy that connects with their prospects because they just understand them so deeply after having done so many consults. Like the person who is going, the person who values putting in the work is going to benefit always more than the person who just wants the quick win. Okay, because even if you make money faster, right, you're the person who does 10 calls and you closed all 10 of them, it's hard to be able to replicate it because the 10 who were a yes didn't present you with the opportunity to work through how to do a consult where somebody says no, right? If everybody is a yes all the time, that's amazing. You're doing something right. But what you're missing out on by not attempting more or not being open to attempting more or hearing a no is the opportunity to get better at your selling, right? And so what, I'm, what I want you to really think about is how in your business, you might be like wanting to play the short game or wanting it to happen quickly and fast and what that is truly costing you in the long run. And if you aren't if you are getting consults, but none of them are landing, to consider that that is not a problem and that is just an opportunity for you to learn how to get better at selling, okay? Okay, so let's get into my points today. You aren't entitled to clients. And I'm gonna give you four reasons to kind of like elaborate a little bit more on this concept of not being entitled to clients, okay? So you are not entitled to clients because of the number of offers you make. I want you to know that there is no benchmark, right, for how many offers you need to make to create a client. When I say make offers, I'm saying every time you invite people to work with you, whether that's in your content, in your emails, in your stories, in your reels, in your DMs, like those are all offers, right? You're making direct invitations for people to work with you, okay? Now there's no benchmark or a, a magic number where if you do X amount of offers or X amount of posts talking about your service that you're going to guarantee a client, okay? Your job 
is that is you need to make as many offers as often as possible all of the time. Even when you sign clients, right? Like even when you've booked a consult already or when someone said yes and you have a client, I want you to get really good at continuing to make offers, to get really good at making offers, right? Because it's not about a number of how many offers you make before clients start coming consistently. It's about the skill of being able to make a really great offer. And I was telling my client this, I was doing some coaching with her and I was saying, and she was telling me like, hey, look, I've realized that I'm a really great creative. I love creating things, but I suck at selling. I'm not a great salesperson. And so what we coached her on was finding reasons why she was a good salesperson and why selling is creative, right? Her self-concept is she is so creative and she's her most powerful when she's creative. And so what we got to work on was believing that selling was a creative action, right? And that's true. That's actually true. I believe that because selling is all about making the same offer, right? You are pointing people to the same direction, but you're learning how to do it in dynamic different ways. And you're exploring how you can sell or how you can talk about your offer in a way that's compelling and connects with people. And I told my client, you want to be here today, you want to be working with me and getting results with me. If I did not go out there on my Instagram and make offers, if I wasn't creative in finding ways every single day to talk about what I do and how I help people, right? So every day, your job is not to focus on the like how many offers do I need to make before I can sign a client because that's just a waste of energy. And I'm going to tell you there's no number. Okay, so just like stop focusing on it. <laughs> I want you to spend all of your energy on making offers as often and as con- as often as possible and as clearly as you can, as creatively as you can. Because how your people find you is when you start speaking their language. But sometimes you got to find that frequency. You got to find the language that's going to connect for them. And that sometimes doesn't come about until you practice. There are many times I have offered people one-on-one coaching and they've not taken me up on it. There are many times where in my content, I've said the same thing just in a different way. And somebody's become curious all of a sudden. Right? But that ability to connect with certain people is not about like getting the skill down to a T or like um, boxing it into a certain criteria because everybody's going to do it different. You're going to say it different to how I'm going to say it, right? And I love the, the analogy of like how you could have two coaches selling the same thing, but one is going to say it so differently than the other One's going to have a completely different perspective and life experience and is going to have a completely different tone and energy about it that it's going to pull in a a certain person who is never going to pay interest to the other coach. So I want you to, even if you're selling the same thing as me and you're a business coach, right? If you're selling marketing and sales and helping coaches get clients, I want you to consider that there are people who are never going to be interested in me because of what I say and how I say it, right? But they're going to be totally interested in you. And so your work is to just go out there and make offers, okay? All right, the next thing. You aren't entitled to clients because of how much time has passed since you started your business. This is a huge one. So many of you guys in my DMs or when you come on like a new book consults and you tell me about your business journey, you think it means something that you have been in business for the last six months or for 12 months and you still don't have clients. You think it means something how like about how long you have been a coach and that you should be making money now. Just because you've been a coach for a long time or just because you launched your business 12 months ago doesn't mean anything if you haven't been doing the things that are actually going to move the needle forward for you. 
okay? Right? Because it's like somebody who who says, I just haven't lost any weight and I should have lost weight because 12 months ago, I started watching a uh, food channel that taught me how to eat better. Just because you started watching it doesn't mean you started actually applying it and doing the things to lose weight, right? Just because you decided to start watching a show doesn't mean the results started happening for you, okay? And it's the same thing. I see so many coaches making, like playing victim almost to the whole, I've been a coach for like six months or I've I've started my coaching business like 12 months ago and I still don't have a client. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm making offers. I'm posting all the time, but I still don't have a client. And you make the time passing mean something about you and how you should have clients when more or less time doesn't entitle you to be somewhere or to have a certain outcome. It's you being committed, you being willing, willing, you putting in the work, you getting upskilled or hiring a coach to learn how to sell. It's like, you actively learning how to do the thing, how to sell or how to get clients, that's what will determine clients coming to you, right? But if you just think like, I've been doing this for X amount of time, then I should have clients, that ain't serving you, right? It doesn't and it will never serve you at any point in your business to think that because time has passed, I should have this result. Being an entrepreneur is about taking responsibility for your results. And how I love to teach this to my clients is that if clients are not coming to you, like if clients are not telling you their problems and asking you to work with them, then what you want to do is evaluate. You evaluate how you are marketing. You evaluate what is your messaging What are you actually talking about in your content? Why are they not asking to work with you, right? Why are they like following you and liking everything you post and telling you that it's great, but they're never asking for you to help them, right? And I get you to look at your selling. I get you to look at your consultations, right? If you're getting people on consults, but you're not closing sales or you keep like running out of time, for example, which is super common for coaches, what you want to do is take the time to evaluate the skill that needs to be developed. That's a really huge thing. A lot of you guys could be in business for years, for months and months and months, and be doing the same things that you think should be working for you, but never actually be investing or developing your skill set around the things that actually are needed. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you like you, you know, what to do, what not to do around what's going to work for you, because that's for you to find out. How you find that out is by getting coaching, right? The amount of things that I have found out through, for me, like certain marketing strategies that don't gel with me, that don't align, is by learning that it's not for me, right? By exploring it. And for me, like a lot of like, I don't know if this is for anybody here, but a lot of my journey has been like me trying to figure it out and to DIY my business. But when I decided that I was going to like do this and I was in it for the long haul, I wanted to figure this out. I wanted to make money consistently in my coaching business. That's when I got serious and I was like, I'm going to hire a coach. Because hiring a coach was the best way for me to learn what I needed to learn in a short amount of time and to get results or to explore the possibility of creating results without getting lost in all of the things that I thought I needed to do, right? And that's what coaching does. So I want to invite you to explore if you need to develop the skill set of selling, get a sales coach. If you need to develop the skill of marketing, creating high converting content, like invest in that. Instead of investing time and energy in complaining or playing victim to how you should have clients. It it is hard to 
to decide that what you need is to actually learn something and to invest in it. But it is harder to never make that decision and to keep playing victim and to keep telling yourself you don't know, right? So I just want you to know for the coach who is telling yourself that you should have clients by now, but you know you haven't been putting in the work or the intention to learn and refine and master a strategy for your marketing, for your selling, and you've just been going one thing to another, no clear plan, I want to invite you to go and find a process that you love or are interested in, learn that process and do it over and over until it starts working for you. Or go and do what I did, go get a coach, go and upskill and invest in learning business skills that are going to help you make money, okay? All right, the third last thing is you aren't entitled to clients because you're feeling a certain way. A lot of you guys feel entitled to your business activities feeling easy and simple. I mean, sim- I, I want to extract that actually. Simple is totally fine. You are allowed to feel like it's simple. In fact, that's what you want. You want it to feel simple so that you actually go and do it and your brain doesn't get overwhelmed and talk you out of it. But what you don't want to feel entitled to is it being comfortable and easy. Because when you feel when you feel entitled to your business activities, like selling, talking about your offer, when you feel entitled to them feeling easy and comfortable the first time or the first few months that you do them, you're going to tap out and not want to do the activities because in the beginning it is going to feel hard. I was coaching a student in the last week around how she just is not comfortable with selling. She's not comfortable with talking about her offer because she's never done it before and she knows that. But what's making it really hard for her is expecting that it should be comfortable. This expectation that it should be comfortable is why she didn't show up for weeks on end, right? Because she wanted it to feel easy for for her content creation to take like less than an hour. She wanted all of these things to happen, but she wasn't willing to put in the work to make that easy. Because you think of somebody who's mastered their craft. Think of like the best tennis player you know, right? They weren't born doing those things. They had hours and hours and years and years of practicing. Just like the person or the coach who can create content, a lot of clients compare themselves to me. Like, Nicole, how come you can just like post a reel and write like a quick caption and it just hits so perfectly and you get consults? Like, how how can you do that? Like, can you teach me? And I'm like, girl, I can teach you the process. I can teach you the strategy. But what you need is the practice. Because even if you say exactly what I am saying and do exactly what I'm doing, if you're in the belief that nobody's listening, that nobody cares, that you're a new coach, nobody's going to buy, that Nicole is better than you, like if you're going to be in those beliefs, you're not going to sign clients 100%. Because it's not about what you say. It's about how you're saying it. And so if you think of the most skilled people in selling in a sport, right, they have developed their skill because they didn't feel entitled to the practice or the the all of the years of work being easy. They knew it was going to be hard work and they were like totally fine with it. They committed to the hard work. They committed to it being hard. They committed to having some fails every now and then. They committed to showing up to the games where they didn't feel like it. Showing up to training when they didn't want to wake up in the morning. Like these are things that develop a certain skill set. And if you have this entitlement to it needs to feel comfortable, I want it to I want to develop this skill really really fast, even if you have a coach, it's going to still require a level of commitment, a level of action taking that's going to feel extremely uncomfortable and messy. And I see this for a lot of my clients and myself as well. When my coach tells me 
to that I need to brush up on a certain skill set and that's how I'm going to be able to make money consistently. I'm like, hang on, I thought I knew this already. I don't need to do this. Or I will just like resist doing the thing that needs to be worked on because doing that thing is actually super uncomfortable and it makes me feel like I'm a beginner again. It makes me feel like I'm slower than I want to be. But it's the slowing down, the refining of a technique, the commitment, the diligence, and the putting in the work, even when you're in discomfort, in low energy, when it feels uneasy, it's that that creates clients. And if you are not entitled or attached to it needs to be comfortable, then you're going to be more likely to take messy action and implement the things your coach tells you and actually evaluate when you fail something. I know for me, I really struggled with evaluating my failures. I struggled with like evaluating my consultations, especially the ones who didn't sign on because I just didn't want to face like the discomfort or like watch the videos where I was just like fluffing about. I didn't even know what I was saying on the consult. It was just so uncomfortable. And of course it would be, but that's how we get better. Right? We have to be willing to watch ourselves flop around on the consult and to say all of the wrong things and to sell in a really uncomfortable way and to not get the sale, to get better at getting the sale. Okay? All right, lucky lost. So my lucky lost point is you aren't entitled to clients because people are or aren't showing interest in your content. Okay? So if people are interested or not interested, they are not obligated to tell you, right? Whether people are enjoying your content or not enjoying your content, they're not obligated to tell you, right? How many times have you like found something interesting and just chose to scroll past it? You didn't even like it. You didn't even like comment, nothing, right? You aren't obligated. Nobody's obligated to showing interest in your content, right? But a lot of you guys are putting a lot of your energy on making people or telling yourself that there is a way to make people want to show interest, right? Now, there is a way in terms of getting people engaged in a way that gets them buying. There is a way to do that. But your best efforts as a new coach who wants to make money are spent in making sure that you are working on the ability to communicate the value of your offer on any given day, whether anybody validates you or not, okay? It is not the responsibility of your audience to validate you. And you just want to notice, you just want to check your brain if you are making content creation or posting on Instagram or doing an IG Live or making an offer if you are making those things a validation tool for you to feel like you are enough. That is not the responsibility of anybody but yourself, okay? You are not entitled to clients if people are... I'm going to go two pathways here. The first part part is you're not entitled to paying clients if people are interested. If everybody in your audience is like, I love your work, this is amazing, like you're so helpful. At that point, you are still not entitled to paying clients, and here's how. This is true because just because they love your content doesn't mean they want to buy from you. So you're not entitled to having them, you know, work with you. I see this in my clients who are like, Nicole, everybody's like liking my post, or they swiped on my like poll that I put on my sticker, and then they left me on scene. They ghosted me. It's like, yeah, yeah, they ghosted you. Like that's they're allowed to do that. Who said they weren't allowed to do that, right? So when you make that a problem, you spend more time indulging in the woe is me energy of like, why did they leave me unseen instead of deciding that, yes, people are interested, interested enough to swipe on my poll, but not interested enough to engage in a conversation with me or not interested enough to ask about how they can work with me. And then your job is to problem solve where the gaps are, right? Why are people engaging with you but not responding to you? Why are, and, it, and here's the caveat, like 
your job is not to make people respond to you. Your job is to get really good at talking about your offer, making it so compelling and engaging with people who want to engage with you. And so if somebody leaves you on red, like let them leave you on red. That's not a problem. Okay. So same way, the same pathway, I mean, different pathway, but same concept. You are entitled to clients because people are not showing interest, right? If people aren't interested, they aren't obligated to work with you. And it's not your job to make them more interested in working with you. I want you to think about it. Like, why would not, why would making somebody interested, like thinking, spending all your energy in how to, like figuring out how to make someone more interested, why that's not useful, right? Because if you are putting all your energy in trying to make somebody interested, it's just a waste. Your job is to talk to the people who are already interested. And if they're not interested, then let them go. Because what you want, and I teach this to my students, is to not be in desperate energy. To not be thinking that you need to make people interested in order to get clients. Right? You don't need to make anybody interested. You need to believe that there are people who are already interested in coaching, who already value it, and are just looking if you're the right coach for them. If you believe that people are already interested and that you don't need to convince them to be interested, then you're going to spend more time talking about how the results you get, how you work with clients, instead of telling them coaching is so valuable. Because you would already believe that they believe it's valuable. And when you're selling to people who you, in your mind, don't believe that coaching and what you're selling is valuable, it is really hard. You're going to go at it with convincing energy. You're going to try to talk at them and try to get them to see the value instead of like literally just allowing whoever to come. You will spend less time chasing people or getting caught up about people ghosting you if you are not entitled to people having to work with you or to show interest or to not show interest. Okay, I know that that can be a little bit abstract and sound a little bit confusing, but hopefully I've explained that. Okay, people are not obligated to work with you. And what I want to summarize that on is just what you just want to notice if your brain is getting hung up on engagement metrics and all of that, and you're just using that as a validation tool. I did record and post two parts of a series on why engagement isn't necessary to close sales on the podcast. One of them I actually replayed for you guys a one-on-one call with my client and it was a such a juicy episode that um, a lot of you guys did end up messaging me about how you related so deeply and I encourage you to listen to that episode if you want to know a little bit more about how you don't need engagement or people's engagement in order to close sales and what to focus on instead. But this point is really where that's coming from. So again, you can go and listen to that after this episode if you are interested in in selling and making money in your coaching without depending on metrics and engagement to validate you, okay? So here is where I want to end this episode on. I want you to focus on these two things. And this is all you need to do in your first few years in your coaching business while you are figuring out how to market better and how to sell better. Because let's be real, it's going to take you a while, right? And like with that example of the, the coach who makes 10 sales, gets 10 yeses, or the coach who does 100 sales and gets only 10, I want you to be the coach who's willing to go the long way to gain the experience while making the money, right? But that can take some time and that is not a problem. That's how you want it to be. So you can be the best that you can be in your marketing and your selling. But what you want to focus on and the two only, the only two things you want to focus on is number one, what is the skill set I need to work on? When you can 
get clear on the skill set that is lacking or the skill set that you, you need to develop in business as a business owner, you can then know where to direct your investment. And that could be in your time, in your energy, in your money, like financial resource. You can fund this area and I want to give you permission to do so, right? If you can identify the skill set that's missing and not make it personal, that you need to learn a skill, for example, the skill of marketing and creating high converting content to sell your coaching, the skill of doing consults, right? If you can see the gap in those skills and you invest in those skills, I guarantee you that is going to be a better ROI than in indulging in not in not having a certain result, okay? So it's going to help you direct where to finance or where to fund your business. And for a lot of you guys, that's going to look like hiring a business coach or getting into a sales program or upskilling in your marketing, right? And that can look however way you want. There's no right or wrong, but you just have to be clear that this is a, an investment for a skill set. Right. The second thing, the only other thing that you want to focus on is your thoughts and your beliefs. Okay. Why I say this is because if you are in the early stages of your business and you're learning these skill sets, you're investing in coaching. Right. And this is for a lot of you. You've already done this first part, but you don't have the beliefs and the thoughts to support this part of your journey then you're going to go from strategy to strategy, program to program, coach to coach, and you're never going to get the results that you want. And this is because any strategy or any process will work for you if you stick with it, if you follow it, if you trust it, and you stick with it, right? Any process will work for you, but where you guys go, uh, go from one thing to another or get caught up in other things or lose your momentum or just like altogether stop is when you start telling yourself what you're doing isn't working. When you start believing that you should have results by now instead of believing that you are getting results right now, you're on your way to results, you tell yourselves like it isn't working and then you give up, okay? Or you play victim, and this is where you guys spin out for months and months and months and you do a lot of unproductive things. You'll, you continue to post, you continue to do things, but it's unchecked, okay? And it isn't working for you. So what I want you to consider is how you can attend to these two things, right? Those are the two things you need to focus on. And if you're in your early stages in business, I invite you to always be in check with how you are investing or or attending to the skill set or the gaps in order to move your business forward structurally your business needs good structures and secondly to invest time and energy in managing your thoughts okay the final word i want to leave with you is never be complacent or comfortable Entitlement is all rooted in complacency and comfort, right? The person who is entitled never seeks out how to be better, how to problem solve, or how to find a solution. The person who is entitled to results says, I've done everything I can and it's still not working. The person who isn't entitled learns by exploring, testing, and evaluating. It, the person who isn't entitled continues to go out there and get in the mess. You stay level-headed and not emotional and you don't rely on prediction or hypothesis. You actually go out there and test. You do the 100 calls instead of just the 10 and hope for chance that you can close them, right? You figure out how to create a result and then you figure out how to replicate it. You figure out and you invest in getting better at a skill. Okay, I want to encourage you, keep your eyes on your own track. Just like in F1, anything can happen. 
at any moment. It can the, like life is 50-50, business is 50-50. No matter how much you prepare, everything is still always 50-50. The work you want to do, do is to get better at what you can control on any given day. And that's your commitment, your resilience, your willingness to try, your investments of your time and energy and money, right? What you can't control is how people will respond or how things will work out. But what you can control is this moment and this moment right here, okay? So if you've been finding yourself in that entitlement space, if you are showing any symptoms of any of these things I talked about today, I invite you to focus and hone in on what skill set and what gaps you need to be developing in your business. Go and invest time, energy, and money on funding those things because those are the things that are going to move the needle forward for you and then work on managing your beliefs and thoughts to support that, right? Get yourself into the zone of, I know what I'm doing. I am figuring out how to do it better. But in the meantime, while results are coming, I'm committed to continuing to get better and better every day until clients start coming and the sales start coming in. Okay? That is the work. All right. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Hey, Trailblazer. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you'd like to learn more about my business marketing and sales program, check out www.coaches-accelerated.com. Learn my simple three-part process to go from no clue to confidently selling coaching and closing your consults. You want to get in the room if you've tried everything you can to get clients booked and you still aren't booking consults or closing sales. Coaches Accelerated is a program that will take you through step-by-step how to market in a way that compels people to buy, how to sell with confidence on your consults, and give you the tools to overcome all the drama in your brain around money and charging for your service as a coach. That's www.coaches-accelerated.com. That's it for this week. I'll catch you in the next episode.